The following podcast is highly radioactive and may cause tears in the fabric of space-time. Sorry about that, but uh, enjoy the show. Hello everybody, my name's Dominic, and welcome back to Nerds Incorporated. For those of you new to the series, this is a podcast dedicated to the weird and wonderful world of the nerd. On this show, you'll hear discussions involving movies, television, books, music, video games, science, culture, theme parks, and many more topics. And every few episodes, such as today's episode, we'll have guest speakers who also share a passion for the nerd world. So, go ahead and sit back, relax, grab a nice cold glass of blue milk, and get ready for Nerds Incorporated. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Today's episode is sure to be a great one, as my good friends Liam, Ellie, and Kevin are joining me in a discussion on one of the best ways to escape during this difficult period in our modern-day society. Video games. Now, to be honest, I didn't used to like video games all that much. I never really took the time to just sit down and play through one, and I still don't play as much as my friends do, but nowadays I've grown to appreciate them more. There's a lot of hard work and effort that goes into making them, and you gotta respect the art. Now, if I had to pick my favorite, it'd be a fight between the Uncharted series, the Witcher series, or Minecraft. And I mean, some of you might laugh at that, but I mean, come on. You can't not like Minecraft. There's just so much you can do in that game. Before we jump into our discussion, though, let's go ahead and move into our first segment, Nerd News. Just yesterday, a brand new trailer for Rick and Morty Season 4 Part 2 was released. The trailer depicts Rick and Morty traversing the multiverse once more, and we get a great sneak peek at what may be the greatest season of the show yet. It'll return on May 3rd, and the trailer shows us some characters we haven't seen in a very long time. I won't say anything more for those of you who haven't seen it, but the trailer is available now on all social media platforms. Recently, it was announced that John Wick 3 and Edge of Tomorrow producer... Excuse me, executive producer... Joby Harold will replace Hossein Amini as the new writer of the Disney Plus Obi-Wan spin-off series. Amini left the show back in January, and even though Ewan McGregor himself stated that he enjoyed the scripts, it was clear Disney had something different in mind. The new DC Universe series Stargirl revealed its first official poster, along with its full cast list and character descriptions. The series will premiere on Monday, May 18th, on the DC Universe streaming platform, followed by its broadcast debut on The CW the following night. The new poster gives us our first good look at the other members of the Justice Society of America. An excerpt from Nerdist.com says that the full cast list includes Breck Bassinger in the title role of Courtney Whitmore, a.k.a. Stargirl, Luke Wilson as her stepfather, Pat Duggan, Yvette Monreal, as Yolanda Montes, a.k.a. Wildcat, Angelica Washington as Dr. Beth Chapel, a.k.a. Dr. Midnight, Cameron Gelman as Rick Tyler, a.k.a. Our Man, Joy Osmansky as Miss Brooks, a.k.a. Tigress, Christopher James Baker 
as Dr. Henry King, a.k.a. Brainwave, Neil Jackson as Jordan McKent, a.k.a. Icicle, Nelson Lee as Dr. Ito, a.k.a. Dragon King, and Neil Hopkins as the Sportsmaster. DC Universe members will be the first to stream new episodes every Monday, commercial-free, in downloadable 4K Ultra HD. And now, here's a quick word from our sponsor. They say you never truly stop learning, so let's move on to Nerd Incorporated's Education Corner. Here's a fun little nature fact from goodhousekeeping.com. To feed its chick, a puffin parent will carry around 10 fish in its beak at one time. But the biggest recorded haul is a whopping 62 fish according to Audubon Project Puffin. And did you also know a baby puffin is called a puffling? That is so cute. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a few moments, we're going to begin our discussion on video games. But the following content will be more mature than the previous segments in the episode. So, if you have any young ones around, be mindful of that, because there will be strong language and adult themes. And now, without further ado, please welcome my good friends, Liam, Ali, and Kevin. Say hi, guys. Fuck. Howdy, Hello. howdy. Whoa, that was, that was strong. I'm sorry. I, 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 I... All right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that was. You can't see. It's not Discord. You can't see my voice bubble popping up. Right. All right. All right. <clears throat> So, all right, uh, so we can begin properly now. Uh, before we get into our discussion, uh, I had Liam, Ellie, and Kevin prepare a list of their favorite things regarding their nerdiness when it comes to films, books, music, television, all that, just so you guys get a feel for our guests in case they return. So I'm going to start with Liam. All right. Uh, I believe we start with uh, the movies, correct? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I'm more of a recent person. So when things come out, I like to adjust my favorite uh, list of things. So currently, uh, this might be playing to the crowd a bit, but Avengers Endgame is currently my favorite movie. Uh, TV show. Currently, uh, I'm not a TV show watcher, but the only one I've watched recently is The Witcher. So default, that is my favorite. Uh, book, the Dungeon Matches Guide for Dungeons and Dragons. The current song, uh, because of just how it sounds and pref uh, personal preference, Into the Unknown, I get this disco uh, version. And my favorite video game has been for a long will be Skyrim. That's a very nice list, Liam. I thank you, Father. What about the uh, the um, uh, Into the Unknown Panic at the Disco version do you enjoy so much? I'm just really curious. 
Well, Disney has a way with its music, and I don't know. It was refreshing to hear a uh, take on it that wasn't as uh, bubbly, magical, uh, uh, glitzy, fritzy stuff. I don't know. It has a nice beat right. to it. Um, it's, I don't know. It, something about it just really makes me, I have a sense for music I really like. I get that goosebumps feeling. So um, I got that a lot with that song. So I just, you know, went with it. Uh, if I really like a song, I'll start memorizing the lyrics, and I've mem- memorized the lyrics of it. So, yeah. Very nice, Liam. Thank you. All right. Next up, Kevin. You want to give us our list, man? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, want me to start off with the movie? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, favorite movie, Tron Legacy. That's a, that's a that I'm sure not a lot of people will have. It's two Disney movies so far. Yeah, you wouldn't really think Tron Legacy would be a Disney movie anyways. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to put it into a category, you know? It's yeah. Technology. No, it's, I... It's also a video game, too. I, I know, but I'm just saying, it's not, it's not like other Disney movies. Yeah. Same with Star Wars, though. Yeah, that was, just, Simpsons. that was just consumed by the monster that was Disney, like, not too long ago, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're going yeah, for the fast food. Like see, that, that's my that's favorite movie. I, I enjoy that quite a bit. It, it is really nice visuals. Um, we're on a TV show. Uh, I'm I'm a fucking weeb. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, so my favorite show would either be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or Cowboy Bebop. You know, you know. Actually, let's throw in there Avatar: the Last Airbender. That that's a yeah really solid show. yeah. Um, all those are very enjoyable. I highly recommend each and every one of those um, to anime fans out there. Very solid titles. Um, moving on to a book. Uh, I had a bit of a hard time read, uh, picking out a book because honestly, I haven't read a book in quite some time. That's yeah, that's not a great thing to say, but uh, um, this is like one of the only books that I've reread actually. Um, which is Percy Jackson, The Last Olympian, which is the last in the original Percy Jackson series. Great read. Um, of course, I sit, I recommend the um, the rest of the series as well. Very solid series. I recommend that to any teenager or under. Very good reads. Um, my favorite song. Um, this one's off the radar. Uh, A Rurarian Dance by Nujabes. Uh Hard to say that, anyways. You spell it out for uh, me. Even harder to spell. A R U A R I A N dance. Dance. By N U J A B E S. New job. No, the only word I couldn't uh, spell it's a was very dance. Chill song. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you very much. But, but, um, All right. Hasn't does he hasn't done his game yet. Oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah, your job is chill song. Gotta recommend it. <laughs> uh, my favorite video game. <laughs> Destiny 2. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, Destiny 2. Uh, I've been with the Destiny series for quite some time, so about since its launch, so it, uh, games. I've put a lot of hours into this game on PC and on console. I also recommend to Looter Shooter fans out there. I enjoy. 10 out of 10. Very nice. Yes, very nice. And lastly, Ali. 
Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and I'll be here all week. Yep. <laughs> um, so, favorite movie? I'm probably gonna say the last, uh, not the last, The Little Prince. Netflix original. Ooh. Ooh. That is a very good choice. Um, TV show, I'm going to go with Sponge- Hang on. Sponge- uh, SpongeBob, season one through three. Um, maybe Stranger Things. Um, Dom, I know you like that one. Yeah, 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 I do. The SpongeBob uh, but, was an interesting say- choice, though. Yeah, SpongeBob, definitely. If there's I wasn't anything you need to know about me... Uh, and my cousin is we have to make a Spongebob reference at least once a day. No, you don't. Hmm. The choice. It's just part of our DNA. The choice you've made. Um, <laughs> favorite song? Uh, Yellow Milo by Billie Eilish. Hmm. Um, favorite book? Paper Towns by John Green. I read almost all of John Green's books. I just haven't read one. Um, favorite video game has to be Twilight Princess from Legend of Zelda. It's a very nice selection for all of you guys. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Moving on to our main topic of discussion, video games. During this incredibly depressing and bleak time, we need a little bit of escapism. And one of the best ways for that is video games. So why do we love them so much? What about them is so captivating and alluring that just sucks us in? Uh, if I may. Uh, the floor is yours. If, if I may, uh, video games definitely take us to a different world. I think we can all agree upon that, you know, Washes our problems away and fills us with new ones. Temporarily. And NPCs. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll, it's definitely a great distractor. You know, it gives you mindless tasks to go and do. You know, grind your brains out for this one little thing that kills things faster or looks pretty. Stop describing you destiny. I'm, this can be applied to anything. Shut up. Um, <laughs> but... Literally, that could that could apply to almost any game. You know, video games they they draw us in, they keep us occupied, they wash pain away. I've definitely had that happen to me. You know, washes pain away definitely helps. Definitely nice. All right. Uh. Uh. Does anyone else have anything to add? To well, this? it's um, kind of. Yeah. Go ahead. Ladies first. I'm a true gentleman. <laughs> Um, I would say, kind of to add on top of that with what Kevin said, uh, it can actually add like an educational kind of portion to that. Um, I know that Kevin has written multiple essays for college, uh, astronomy specifically, uh, basing all his knowledge on destiny and stars. Oh. Astronomy. Not wrong. Um, what about you, Liam? Well, uh, personally, um, video games have been 
so far the cornerstone to my life and that's not saying like i need it but um it's it's been a it's been a uh gateway to uh my current per- pursuit of education which is game design and and uh well just yeah game design and development um it's i don't know i like the aspect of video games as it is the it's a way of playing out fantasies that you couldn't really do before. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, but in more visual and interactive. You can create anything you want if you put your mind to it. Um, once the people who create the game turn over to the player, it's your world to explore and play through however you want. Um, it's kind of why I got into uh, making and programming instead of just playing anymore. So to me, it's a great. Um, it's a great experience to see if you would actually enjoy making these things. And it's a very big difference between playing and making. But if you really love them and you want to know more about them, uh, playing video games can help you experience what it might be like to make them someday. Well, all right, then. I also feel like a lot of animation students, which I am one, um, they were heavily inspired off of either anime or video games. Hmm. Well, given our current circumstances, there are probably thousands upon thousands of people right now in their homes playing video games. What are you guys playing currently? (laughs) (laughs) Animal Crossing New Horizons. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ah, Much to your chagrin. So, for someone who... (laughs) For someone who doesn't own a Switch like myself, tell me a little about the game. Because I'm sort of a stranger to both this version and the version prior to the new one. Well, you see, as the person who is least experienced in the game, I'll tell you all about it. So, (laughs) first of all, you play as this man with little circle hands, and you run around a town talking to animals who either give you a bill for things you haven't done yet, like build a house, or, you know, you can plant some flowers and shake some trees, catch bugs and, and fish that haven't been updated in a couple of years. It's, it's really an immersive experience. Sounds um, like you have a couple problems with the game, Liam. Dude. Is that you? Maybe. I'm trying to remember how to do SpongeBob, all right? Oh, all right, yeah. Sure. Fuck it. Alright, that's enough. (laughs) That's enough. enough Did someone want to add on top of what Liam said? Um, from an outside, well, not from an outside perspective. I'm sorry, that echoes really bad. You fool, you were told to get into a room with good acoustics. (laughs) No, I'm using the same mic as Kevin. Don't you use the same! Kevin? Can I use the headphones? Yep. Give. All right. I can no longer hear. Hello. Kevin sucks. Um. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> an outside perspective of someone who's like at least heard about Animal Crossing, they would think it's like a chore game. If anything. Um. But I mean, it's really like pastel colored and. You, it's it's really it's a cute game. Um, it's uh, based on 24-hour time, 
So whatever time and day it is in real life will apply to in-game. Uh, there are stores, you can go shopping, and they will open and close at, you know, regular working hours. At reasonable times. Like, at reasonable times. They'll, like, open at 8, maybe close at 10, maybe even, like, 8, <laughs> depending on the store. I'll open at um, 8. You can, go, yes, you can go shopping, you can go fishing, you can catch bugs, collect fossils, uh, you can do gardening, and breed flowers, and you can make friends with you little animal characters. Um, when I was talking about the educational purpose of, well, not purpose, of games, uh, I was thinking about Animal Crossing, where you can donate the fish, bugs, and fossils to a museum, and the owl will give you information, real-life information, about each thing that you donate. Oh, that is very interesting. So it sounds like this game isn't real story-based, but more open-world sandbox. Would I be correct in that sort of assumption? Why, yeah. yes, you would, my good friend. You play <laughs> God with your pet dog and owl. Well, I'm joking. The joke about playing God is only applying to the most recent game, New Horizons. <laughs> um, in past games, whatever... Okay, so here's another thing. Each map that a player gets is very un it's unique to that game specifically. No one else is going to get the same exact map as you. And it could be Maybe yeah. Similar. It might be different by like a few pieces, but overall every single uh edge of the map is unique in its own way. Um and whatever you got as a map is what you get and you have to kind of build around it. Like you can't break rocks, you can't like move where water, like ponds or rivers are. Can't do any of that except for in this game where you can, there's a terraforming option. So and it's a game about adaptation and uh, surviving with your surroundings and not really Not necessarily changing. surviving. <laughs> I don't know, I'm finding this really interesting to hear someone like who never played Animal Crossing, like you have to describe it to him. So you have to survive. <laughs> Once you play it, there's you really don't see much of survival as more of, you know, well, kind of survival if you think about the tarantulas and uh, scorpions. But <laughs> other than that, it's... You were right with Sandbox. Definitely not a survival game. <laughs> survive the night. Uh, you do have to survive tarantulas. Only if you have your net out. If you have your net out, they'll get very angry with you. Yeah. Definitely see a lot of memes of that. Oh yeah. So, what are your favorite things about this game? What What is it? What it, What about it is so appealing? <laughs> Someone else go first. I'd say the creativity. Yeah. Like, there's so many options. You could. Customize your house to hell. You could customize your character to hell. You can, you know, for God's sake, in New Horizons, you can terraform the land to however you want. It's yeah. This game is yours. The world is yours. The world is your own island. Is your own. So <laughs> yeah, so you can have it any way you want. That's the way. That your parents are in a dysfunctional relationship. Fix it with Animal Crossing. <laughs> Slap some flex tape on there. 
<laughs> <laughs> like it was never even there. <laughs> but yeah. Flex! Bill Swift here with my Nintendo Switch. Today we're playing Animal Crossing! <laughs> with my Nintendo Switch. Yup! Yeah. It leaks! Where were you in our time of need? Um, but yeah, the game allows you to express your creativity. Um, it, it's just, it's just, I don't know, chores and fun. You can invest in stocks. <laughs> About that. Um, stock that's market. another thing you can do. Mm -hmm. You buy turnips from a nice lady. Now, and it, it's, it's important to uh, emphasize, we mean stocks as an S-T-A-L-K-S, not S-T-O-C-K-S. Oh, yes, my bad. actually, I yes. Made you are buying turnips, but the price can be very low, could be very high <laughs> when you buy them. And then a week later, you can sell them for any time throughout the week. And you want to sell at a very, very high price. That is how Liam and I got 23 million bells that we split in half. And also, can I just point out that mm -hmm. my luck will, will persist for eternity as long as people don't doubt me, Ellie. Stop. What I'm, what I'm, basically what I'm saying is, uh, I have obscene luck. Whenever something uh, non-relevant or important to my life ha happens, like, hey, I wonder if I can get this non-life essential thing in a game, and I get it. If I want to get a good rate of test, I don't just get it. So it's not unfair luck. It's just uh, salty luck for other people. Uh, I fast forwarded a day, and I lost our 536 per turnip. Um, our uh, selling price ellie got really upset like why would you do that and i said i wanted to see what the next price was very innocently and then she said you're not going to find another and one like that chance of that happening and he lost it <laughs> he soiled it i decided to not stay to not be involved just threw it out the window like we're not going to get another one like that in my first week of searching for a better price i got 456 so i'm just saying I don't know, man. Stonks. Interesting. Stonks. Can you get me recipes so, for the cherry blossom me, items? Me? Then, yes. Are you are you trying to test my luck? Yes. I, I have a cherry blossom pile. Do you have a recipe that you could give me? Uh, I'll just collect a whole bunch of them and give them to you. Yeah, sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> So if I'm understanding right, bells are some kind yeah, of let me currency. Up, let me yes, look up the, the bells to uh, United States dollars conversion. Stop. There's a a conversion for that. I don't think so. Yes, there is, there is actually. Bells to USD yeah, conversion. Yeah, uh, Nintendo actually posted a picture of a thermos, and it had money. I think it was like thirty, like thirty bucks or something, right? I don't know, twenty, thirty bucks. And it said, and originally it said like Tom Nook is selling this for X amount of bells. I don't remember what it actually was, but it it definitely showed like, oh wait, no, it's not bells, it's money. It's actually this amount of money. So we do have a conversion rate. I just don't remember what it is because I have to find the picture again. Okay. Huh? You learn something you new. Sure every day. do. And I have cockroaches in my house because I've been time traveling. They also oh, that's great. holidays the game. Um, and for things that are more religion-related, they 
kind of they so like christmas instead of calling it christmas they call it toy day and it's all about giving toys to people it's toy day so there's no like christian catholic aspect to it well it's nice that they thought about it so it wouldn't yeah offend god anyone. forbid we don't celebrate um, easter but it's bunny easter. day it's called bunny day Oh, yeah. Bunny Day? You haven't yeah. seen the bunny yet. Don't get too excited. The bunny is very yeah. uncomfortable looking. <laughs> you want to find some Easter oh. eggs? <laughs> it's, it's really funny because um, if you get out of his line of sight, he will sigh and go and like get out of character. Like, is he supposed to be a guy in a suit? So he just kind of like oh, walks oh. around being a normal animal when you're not looking at him or when you're a certain distance away. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. So if there's a Easter bunny sort of figure in this game, is there a Santa Claus figure in this game no that idea. comes with toy? We have to wait yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I guess I know. Yeah, there is Jingle. Oh, yeah, there is Jingle. <laughs> it's a reindeer. <laughs> Rudolph, red nose, pain deer. No, it's Jingle, dumbass. How many fucks can we say? <laughs> um, I did put a warning before this saying that there will be adult language and adult themes hereafter. So I need a number. <laughs> yeah. You've already used up the one. Uh yeah. Infinity. You've given up too much power. Unhindered though. fuck. I mean you're all adults. You know, you so. might have like a I can't really control. It just feels unprofessional. Yeah. Well, you know, we can be we can be playfully professional. I won't go overboard on you guys just to be like a uh, just an absolute t- uh, tool. I'm not gonna be that one chad that's to be like, hey, yeah, uh, swear words are cool, but you know, I'm gonna have fun with this. <laughs> you know what else is cool? The Last of Us Two not getting delayed. Or third for the because of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, it just got delayed for a second time. <laughs> oh, I remember reading it. Yeah. For context, Ellie has been waiting years. <laughs> the trailer came out in 2015 as a teaser that they were in development of it. Oh, and they said it was coming out um, February. 21st 2020 and then it was like about a month away and then naughty huh. dog was like hey um we're overworking our pe-. not this isn't what they actually said but the translation is hey we're overworking our animation team um they need to sleep they need to see their families the release date is now going to be may 29th and now about as of yesterday they or maybe earlier today they announced that the game's also going to be indefinitely delayed and that's because like they're they're done with the actual um like animation part and like really perfecting the graphics they're just in the debugging final stage um but because i think it was something along the lines of the logistics team uh 
a lot of people were out due to uh, self-quarantine. Unacceptable. Um, that, like, just basically due to a lot of, like, marketing team complications, people, if they were to release it on May 29th, as of right now, people would be getting the games at separate times, like, just different times. So, like, I could get it the day of release where you could get it, like, five days later. And it can just, it's just going to be a mess. And they're like, no, everyone's going to get it at the same time. Because sharing is caring. <clears throat> and this is going for people who pre-ordered it. Right. While Liam's looking up the conversion, Ellie, uh, I can tell you're a little upset about this delay, delaying of the game. Do you enjoy The Last of Us? I do very much. In fact, The Last of Us is actually what got me into animation. And I also delved into this a little bit um, in the like first day, first class, get, getting to know everyone in uh, Digital Foundations. Um, I had talked about why I became an animation major. I brought up the game and everyone just like jumped out of their seats and they were so excited and they were like, me too. And it's just, if you take a look at the game or honestly, I didn't even play it until I was rewatching PewDiePie play it like three or four times over. Um, but I feel like there are definitely good Let's Plays out there that cut out the excessive looting parts that come with a very long game. Um, hmm. But no, the animation for the time it came out was phenomenal. Um, and it's even better in this next one. It definitely looks it. I have seen uh, stills from the game, and it is very beautiful animation. Um, are you familiar Did with you the... happen sorry. to hear about the... Uh... Yeah, uh, sorry, you go ahead. Are you familiar with the voice actor Troy Baker? I am. He played Joel, who's the character you play as in the game. Oh. And if you know what oh, his voice is like, it's so different than, like, his normal voice or anything else he's done. <clears throat> if I may interject, find any conversion prices, any... so just don't don't worry about it. Oh, all right, then. Uh, did you hear about the television show that they're making? They're producing a Last of Us yes. HBO series? And I think they're still in the casting phase of it. People have been saying, at least I've seen this a couple times on the internet, that the pairing from Logan, Hugh Jackman, and Daphne Keene would be a good choice Ooh. for the two characters. I think I saw that too. I want I want to see Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but Hugh, I feel like Hugh Jackman would definitely be but good. But the question is, would he do it? It's all up to him at this point. If they if they ask him. I mean, it's an HBO series. Doesn't mean he has to say yes. He's his own man. I know, but it's not like this is any indie company we're talking about. Naughty dog. There ain't no indie stuff. 
well, I was referring more to HBO, but also Naughty Dog, which is um, their parent company is Sony. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, parent company PlayStation, big grandmama company is Sony. Grandma Sony, can I have another cookie? Speaking of adaptations, video games usually get a very bad rep when it comes to going into the theaters, like the original Mario Brothers film and several other film ad- adaptations. Oh, Let's talk movie. about that for a minute. What do you guys think of it's video games? It's a very films? delicate process. And it has to be done right. It really does, because there are some things that you can only do in a video game that you can't do well in film. Like, once you turn, because there's a, it's easy to script the parts that are cutscenes because those are already done for you. But then there's the part with the actual gameplay, and I find that hard to choreograph for a movie because that's a lot of stuff that you have to plan out. Whereas the gameplay, you might be in a situation where you're dying multiple times, and that might last more than a movie length. So it's it's a very delicate procedure, as Ellie and I just uh, concurred. Uh, but but there's a. It's not impossible. It's definitely not impossible. If you look at The Witcher, it's uh, it's a TV show adaptation of the game, <laughs> The Witcher. Um, the casting was very well done. Like what? The casting was very well done, in my it, opinion. Yeah, it really was. Um, personally, I mean, even with that show, I loved the show. It was a great show. I'm really excited for season two once uh, El Corono is gone. But until that time, um, like I, I can already say, there's I haven't played any of the games, but I can tell when the story is kind of hard to follow. I had to actually think for a little bit while watching that show, you know, like where is this going, or et cetera, et cetera. There's always going to be an aspect that's hard to convert from a storytelling aspect of video games to movies because movies are linear. The start and end is already set. Video games can have multiple endings depending on what you're playing. Most of them don't, but some of them do. And with The Witcher, while it does follow a semi-linear path, it's not something that you can just start and end in one setting, well, whereas a movie is. So you're, you're, you're suffering a loss of some detail because the game would go into more depth because it's not on time schedule. I would say it's almost right. easier for... Uh, in regards of like having a linear plot... It would be easier for Nintendo games to get movie adaptations in that sense, at least. But on the contrast, I feel like it because Nintendo is like a lot of there's a lot of non-human characters or human characters that are so iconic that if you change something about their look, People are gonna be like, look at it and be like, "What the fuck?" Am I exactly at? like the Sonic movie, how they had to redo the entire animation because they they screwed over his look. They were trying to make realistic, it somewhat realistic, but I think, in my point of view, I think it was someone trying to do like a quirky new artist rendition that might look cool, but in the end, they kind of didn't get like any outside perspectives of like right does this they didn't ask that kid who who, what's that kid's name who was like you freaking pricks 
when will you learn? They didn't ask him. They Sammy. didn't ask Sammy. <laughs> Just. But they did end up listening to the fans <laughs> and redesigning. Because and the fans were the main fans. attraction for the movie. Um, right. But yeah, definitely. I feel like they could get away with more PlayStation, especially Naughty Dog games, because there are a lot of just human characters. And the thing that comes with a lot of their games is they do a lot of motion capture. Um, and obviously the actors don't exactly look like their characters. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But what they do is they take another person, a real person, and they model the face after that. Kind of like uh, Norman Reedus in Death Stranding, right? Yes. And a reason in mm. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of getting it. It looks really good. Pikachu and Detective Pikachu. <laughs> oh, that's great. Definitely had to get used to like and the fuzziness oh, it was of fine. at first, but it, it was fine. Could you imagine if he was rubbery? It was It'd be a lot worse. Ugh. Like when you like, like a, no, like when you rub like your hand over a very dry skin. balloon and you hear that rubbery noise. Like you're you're yeah. petting his head and you just hear that oh. sound when you're fiddling with a balloon trying to tie off the end. Oh, yeah. I can't stop thinking about that now. He conducts oh. electricity, so he has to be rubber so he doesn't shock himself. Duh. Right, my bad. Fool. <laughs> and the casting of Ryan Reynolds was a was an odd choice, in my opinion. It worked. No, I'm not sure how valid this is, but different. just to put it out there, I believe I, I've heard along the grapevine that they were going to cast uh, Robin Williams as Professor Oak before the movie was greenlit. Um, he died, so they just didn't cast anybody for it because no one could. They thought that no one could really. Uh, up what his performance would have been, so they just didn't cast Professor Oak. Speaking he would have been a perfect... Now that I think yeah. about it, he would have been perfect. Yeah. Speaking of Robin Williams, um, if you... I mean, uh, I don't know if you know Dominic, I am a huge Robin Williams fan. I saw one post of yours about who I'd want to spend time with. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it's definitely Robin Williams. Um, He's a very interesting that's individual. putting it short. Definitely. He... Right. <laughs> I mean, he named his daughter... He loved the Legend of Zelda series so much that he named his daughter Zelda. Um, he loved the series so much that he actually... And not a lot of people know this one. That he actually wanted to be a voice actor for Ganondorf in the... Nintendo game. I should have let him. I didn't know that. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. He was a really great man. <laughs> okay. I don't want this to get too sad. That's <laughs> <laughs> depressing. No. So yeah. But yeah. Video game movies. 
certainly have gotten a bad rep in the past years, such as films like the Super Mario Brothers and Lara Croft's Tomb Raider. I mean, the mo- most recent one was okay, but the one with, I think it was Angelina Jolie, was kind of crap. But recently, they've improved greatly with Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic and the Detective Hedgehog. Pikachu. Yeah, video game movies definitely don't have a great reputation, so I tend to avoid yeah. it, to be honest. But, yeah, Sonic movie turned out pretty well. I haven't seen it yet. Also, Jim Carrey, props to him. I love Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, he was a great villain in the movie. They couldn't have cast anyone better for Dr. Robotnik. It was very interesting that he, I mean, he didn't really look like what he does in the games um, for the big bulk of it, but then at the end of the movie it showed him really, like, with that, like, giant mustache, bald head. Big, bulky mustache, yeah. To be fair, it's kind of hard to cast someone as really pulley as the real Dr. Robotnik, so... Like, could you imagine having a waist right. that ends where your, like, where your pelvis does? And your pelvis ending where your chest does? That man was a literal egg. Yeah, and he was pissing on the moon. <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> pissing on the moon! <laughs> How do you like that, Obama? <laughs> I love that video, honestly. And that Tails cameo at the end. Didn't see it. That was really cool. That that, that definitely has a lead up to an, another movie. Yeah, that's kind of like a, a set promise for the sequel. Oh, I completely forgot about this. Uncharted is becoming a video game. Or, not a video, oh my god, a movie. Game. Have you heard? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Guys, the director said shut up, we can do anything now. Uh... I believe they casted Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as his partner, whose name evades me at the, this current point. Nope. Have you guys played the Uncharted games? No, but I've been thinking about um, watching a Let's Play. I definitely recommend it. It's one of the very few ga- video games I could actually sit down and get into. Also, speaking of Tom Holland, Kevin, take it away. Yeah, um, Ellie and I were watching uh, Spider-Man last night, uh, Far From Home to be uh, specific, and you know, in some scenes it just, Tom, to be honest, it just looks like, Tom Holland kind of looks like you. And sounds like you. Except he's not British. Oh my god, I have been getting this a lot on my TikTok account, I do not understand you it. Just I do not look like Tom Holland. Smooth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can definitely be the next Spawn. Spider-Man. You can definitely try for it. Oh my god. I'd have to like really be into gymnastics. He had a very like a very good advantage when it came to being cast because he was already doing gymnastics prior to getting into the, the film industry. Yeah. You definitely got the look. But I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Well, thank you very much guys for joining me in today's discussion. Yeah, of course. Anytime. And I'd hope to have you guys back on in the future. Oh, definitely. It'd be a pleasure. Yeah. If you guys want to leave any parting words with the listeners, feel free to use this time. Stay golden, pony boy. Remember, licking doorknobs on other planets is illegal. Wash your... There's that SpongeBob reference. Wash your damn hands. Not just because of coronavirus. Do it normally. Stay golden.
Clean the doorknob before licking it. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm looking back at that audio, right, for the video game discussion, and I noticed that there was a bit of a role reversal. During the call, from my point of view, through my phone, I noticed that their audio wasn't exactly the best, but I couldn't really hear mine because I was the one speaking into my phone. But then when I went back, my audio was the crap one, as you guys probably already noticed, and theirs was crystal clear and very smooth. I don't know what happened there, but I'm not complaining. I could still hear myself, and you guys heard them really clear, so I'm pretty happy with the way that turned out. Let's move on to our next segment, What the Film. Recently, I was able to watch the latest Disney Pixar film on Disney+, Plus, Onward, and it stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as two elf brothers who are on a quest to see their father one last time through a magic spell of sorts on a Dungeons & Dragons type quest. I'm going to dive into my thoughts on the film, so spoiler warning. Like I said, the film stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt as elf brothers on a quest to see their father one last time because the story goes... Ian Lightfoot, played by Tom Holland, is an elf trying to live in a modern-day magic society that doesn't really have any magic. It's like if our world and Dungeons & Dragons mixed. Instead of magic, there's electricity and, you know, all that sort of thing. If, if Dungeons & Dragons was modernized, is what I'm getting at. It's not your typical ye old adventure kind of fantasy world, it's a modern-day fantasy world, where you see trolls operating toll booths, that sort of cliché. But that, that, that's not the whole story. The whole story is that Tom Holland's character is an incredibly nervous person. He tries to get through his day, but every day is just a struggle. And he wishes his father was there to help him with it, because his father died when he was an infant, so he doesn't really have any memories of him. So, on his 16th birthday, which is the day where we begin our, uh, our movie, where we, uh, see the character for the first time, uh, his mother gives him and his older brother Barley, played by Chris Pratt, a magic staff with a letter from his father that's, that says pretty much, to sum it up, use this spell and you can see me for one day for 24 hours. And that, that's just... That, that gets you. That really gets you. Because you're not expecting it so soon. You're not expecting anything really soon because you don't know what the heck's going on. Trailers are pretty vague. So, so they attempt to cast the spell. The older brother does first. But he, he, uh, he has no luck. So, after his mom and him leave in despair, Ian decides to use the staff himself, and he manages to begin the spell. Barley comes in early uh, while he's casting the spell. He doesn't know what's going on. They're both freaking out. And then the crystal on the staff that activates this magic spell breaks, and he only brings back half of his father. So, Ian and Barley set out on a quest 
a Dungeons and Dragons-like quest to retrieve a new crystal that will perform the same magic spell, but they only have 24 hours to do so. And the majority of the 24 hours is spent learning about the two brothers and their interactions as they grew up, and how they both just really want to see his father. Their father, excuse me. The film is an emotional roller coaster from start to end. I just. I don't know where to begin. I mean, all Pixar films are an emotional roller coaster. Toy Story 4 made me cry like a baby. I mean, technically, every Toy Story made me cry like a baby. Well, not the first and second one. The first and second one weren't as emotional, but when it came to Toy Story 3, my god was that emotional. When they're all going towards the incinerator and they all start holding hands, I cried. But, albeit I was, like, 12, I was 17 when I saw Toy Story 3, and I cried my eyes out like a little baby like I w when I was 12, seeing them go into the incinerator. But this was a new kind of uh, experience. It was very family-based. It wasn't an existential toy crisis like Woody was having. It was family-based. And it had some very emotionally heavy subjects, like dealing with the loss of a parent. Which, thankfully, I've never gone through, but those of you listening who have gone through that sort of experience could probably relate. And throughout the course of the film... Ian practices magic while his older brother sort of teaches him like a, like a father figure. And Ian, throughout the course of the film, comes to realize that Barley has been a father figure for him. And that Barley probably needs to see his father more than he does. So, during the final battle of the film, when they finally get the crystal that they need to bring back their father, and then there's this stone dragon that guards it, and it's made up of, like, a curse energy. He spends his time defeating the cursed dragon, the cursed stone dragon or whatever, and Barley says goodbye to the father. At, because they spent the whole 24 hours just trying to get this crystal. They only have, like, what, a total of three minutes to see their father? So Barley spends that time with the father, and Ian fights the dragon, and... He only gets to see his father through a hole in, like, the stone wreckage that Ian is caught in after defeating the stone dragon, and then he just disappears like that. It, it, I wanted to cry, but my little sister was sitting next to me, so it was kind of hard to, you know, I mean, she was crying. And I didn't want to make it worse by making me cry, but let's just say... I would have cried like a baby yet again. Thank you, Pixar, very much. I'm going to give this film a... Uh, let's say a 4 out of 5 stars. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Nerds Incorporated. Like I said in last episode, we will be uploading every Friday, so be on the lookout for all new episodes on Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, and hopefully more platforms as we go forward with this podcast. As always, I'm Dominic, and this 
was Nerds Incorporated, and wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Bye, everybody. Still looking for another podcast to get into? Check out the Inadequate Podcast on YouTube, hosted by my very good friends, Owen and Will. The name of the podcast is The Inadequate Podcast.